Welcome to the Console Monster Podcast. Hi, I'm James Woodcock and this is Console Monster Podcast, would you believe it, number 7. Yes, finally we have the new Console Monster Network and now we have number 7 to go along with it. In podcast number 7 I have with me Kat Fjulzak. Hello. Also have with me Chris Brandrick. Hiya. John Boyle. Hello. And Scott Webber. Hello. With so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on podcast eight we should work on what you can say other than just hello. Maybe that'd be great. Well, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, what do you want us to say? Let hello, I'm wonderful, and so are you, James. You know, anything like that. That's all good. Oh. Hello, James. <laughs> I love you, and I secretly want your babies. How about that? <laughs> that's going to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's what I'm after. On to our first topic of debate, and it's Play TV is announced for the Sony PlayStation 3. But what does this mean? Let's start with John. It means everything. It's another fantastic thing for the PlayStation 3. Only problem is it's another thing that you're going to have to buy for it. And if you're wanting to get everything from the console, it's going to be essentially another price hike for it. But it does mean the PlayStation 3 is even more centralised in your living room, doesn't it? Yeah, but is it centralised enough to knock the Wii out of there? But does uh, the Wii play TV? The Wii doesn't have DVD. It won't. It will never have anything like play TV in it. But it's still got more secure space in that living room. Now it's a losing battle. It's, it's it's like competing in the handheld space with the DS. It's absolutely pointless trying to make an assault on a space that is already. I mean, there's no chance of winning that. Nintendo's got it won. And unfortunately for people in the United States, there's nothing announced for them as far as TV and the PS3. Right. So this, this, this thing is technically like a TiVo service, right? Yep, it's a dual tuner, so that means you can record while watching another channel, which is very handy. Right. Well, for once I'm impressed that it's actually Europe getting something and not the States, but I don't know. Isn't the console there for gaming? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> harking onto Blu-ray, is it not? Well, uh, I don't know. I buy my consoles for gaming, um, not for what TV I can record or not. Well, they had to have it because, of course, Microsoft's got their uh, IPTV coming up. Yeah, so. of course, yeah. Well, but then we're it. not getting that in Europe, are we? Or am I we, wrong? We will, we will eventually. I mean, it's just a matter of... Well, I think it's about, the about the five years later. <laughs> because um, you've got the 120 gig hard drive, which is overpriced, but whatever, coming out in a few months. Well, it's out now, isn't it? It's out now. Uh, yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's out now, so that's blatantly there for the marketplace for the videos and stuff. So, Also, don't forget if you've got a Windows Media Center PC or Windows Vista that has that built in and you have a TV tuner in your PC, you can still stream TV to Xbox 360 and record. Yeah, yeah, but I'm marketing this too. That's, that's just what I'm thinking, you know, because if, if people are going to want this, they're you know most likely going to have something like Sky Plus or, you know, if it was in America, it would be TiVo. So yeah, exactly. Really Especially the premium you're playing for the PlayStation 3 already, you know. So yeah. It's just another additional cost, and it's... Mm. I've got the feeling it's going to be one of these things that's going to come out. It's, it is going to be fantastic, but no one's going to buy it. Yeah. Well, again, that could be seen as it's quite expensive. I mean, how much does a PlayStation 3 cost these days? It's still a lot of money. It certainly is. <laughs> Plus side, you know, you can watch it portably on the PSP as well. Yeah, that I have to admit that that does seem like a pretty good feature. Although even yeah. if it is, you know, a tiny screen, you know, sending your videos over to the PSP from your TV um, that you've recorded like the night before or something seems pretty cool. I quite like that idea. 
Yeah, so the whole PS the whole PSP functionality to PS3 is stunning. It's absolutely amazing. Well, yeah, it's just like if you're in a Wi-Fi hotspot, you can technically browse anything on your PS3, right? Yeah, yeah, as far as I know. It really is. It's the proper next evolution of what uh, Nintendo were trying to do with the GameCube and the Game yeah, Boy Advance. Yeah, that was terrible. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it was terrible, but it's the same principles. The only difference is that well, yeah, Sony... Act- but actually, act- to be fair, um, Pac-Man Versus was a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, and uh, Zelda Four Swords. Yeah, that was a riot. Yeah. That was brilliant as well. So we also have Mafia 2 that's been revealed, but what do you think we can expect here that we maybe didn't get in the first? A better frame rate would be nice. I remember playing Mafia 1 on the Xbox and it was just horrendous. Cars lagging all over the place, everything in slow motion. I do hope they improve on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just worry that, you know, it's going to be another GTA clone. Mafia 1 match should do that quite nicely, actually. It was, um, because it was before The Godfather, it was the first one of the sort of gangster-type games, um, which are GTA clones. And it did it quite nicely because it was a new area to be explored. And the, just the fact that it was set in the time with the cars and that the cars couldn't actually go any faster than 20 miles an hour was amazing. So are you at all excited as someone who's had some experience with Mafia? Yes and no. The Godfather, I think, ruined the gangster GTA clones for me, as I really don't think that was a very good game. Um, so I don't really think Mafia 2 is going to be that amazing. But I will still be buying it, as I love GTA clones. And with GTA 4 <laughs> being delayed, it might fill a gap. Indeed. That's what I'm hoping anyway. So also, interesting... EA servers online have never been that great until recently, but now FIFA 8 is going to be bragging 10-player online, 5v5, so how on earth is this going to work? Well, I don't actually think it's going to be that good, because even though you just said that the EA servers have gotten better lately, have they really? I can just see it to be as a big lag first. Have they? Burnout Revenge, an absolutely perfect one to demonstrate the bad things about EA servers. But, to be fair, FIFA 07 and Tiger Woods and NHL 07 didn't have hardly any problems from what I actually noticed. So, they're going in the right direction, but if they get this 5v5 working well, it should be really good. I think it could be pretty good. I reckon it could, you know, (coughs) convince a lot of people to maybe buy FIFA instead of, you know, Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, you just made the comparison. I did just make the comparison. Oh dear. (laughs) I'm going to have about 50% of people on the forums love me and about 50% of people on the forums hating me because I'm going to say I'm going to buy FIFA this year and not Pez because, you know, the the last Pez I bought I didn't enjoy all that much. Um, And, you know, I I enjoyed the last FIFA, well, the demo anyway, but it just didn't have, you know, the the number of leagues on it that I wanted. So I'm going to buy it this year. I think it looks pretty good. I don't know. It's it would be the same as any other online game, and it's that if you're playing with another nine people on your friends list, then it should be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But if you're playing with nine people in just a random ranked match, it is going to be absolutely atrocious. People yeah. running around, griefing, not particularly doing what you would do in a football game. And no. it's also the kind of per- the kind of gamer that FIFA will attract online. Especially, you're going to get some well, questionable yeah. gamers. I can't imagine how it's going to work out, really. You know, if people are going to be fair and play as a team, I just can't see it happening. 
Instead of team kills, you're going to be experiencing own goals. I can see it now. <laughs> now the thing that worries me a little about is, is the fact that they made this big announcement, yet it is not actually going to be there as soon as you buy the game, but it'll be downloadable content six to eight weeks after the game ships. I want, has anyone heard, is, um, is it going to be free downloadable content? or is it going to be <laughs> I, I'm presuming it will. Um, I don't think there's a confirmation on that, but my presumption is it will. Yeah. Pretty pretty bizarre if they were to charge for it, considering it's yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah, it's they're the microtransaction yeah. kings. They really are. Yeah. Tiger Woods it, it, 07 unlocking full stats on your customer. Oh, seriously, well, who buys that? <laughs> Unfortunately, I actually got muscled in to do that, but that was because a few of my mates did the same, and then you, know, you don't want to feel behind. So it was a good ruse, really, by you to get oh, everyone no, no. getting these <laughs> microtransactions because you don't want to be falling behind. <laughs> FIFA can have 10-player online, and they'll probably have microtransactions in terms of new stadiums, new kits, but they're going to lose a lot of money because Bromline is PES 2008 is going to be the better football game. And Ooh, if it's good. truly next-gen, then they're going to sell it. So why is it going to be the better game, John? Come on. It always has on the table. Fine, it always has been. Even PES 6, PS6, which was probably the weakest one. In terms of actually playing a game of football, it played a proper game. You could do your passing moves. The AI was reasonably good. In multiplayer, it was perfect. You could do everything you could do in a normal football game, and it was paced like that. Whereas FIFA 07 was... Um, it played like an arcade game. It's been like that, really, hasn't well, it? Yeah, I was going to say, that's more of a fair comment. You know, FIFA is more the simula- you know, the arcade type, where PS is more the simulation, you know? But if they're yeah. moving to the point where they're where they've got 10 players online, of course, they've been saying now that now that they've got 5v5 for the next World Cup, they want a full you know, 11 versus 11 game of football and a World Cup tournament to go along with it. But can you imagine playing a full like 90-minute 11v11 game of FIFA? Well, what will it be by then? It'll be FIFA 12, won't it? Four years? And it's... It's not going to be playable, and if they're they're wanting to get down the more simulation route by having everyone play an individual position, it's it's just not going to work. Is it definitely eleven by eleven and not ten versus ten? Yeah, they they. I, hang on, let me just. Check. I think it was that um, they said they wanted it for the twenty ten World Cup to be eleven versus eleven. I know there is some sort of um, uh, goalkeeper control in FIFA '08. But, you know, I, I can imagine... I was going to say, whoever gets stuck being, being the goalie is going to get pretty boring, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take all the flack as well. Yeah, all that negative rep. <laughs> Flooding towards them when they it. let a goal in. Because rep works so well on Xbox Live. Oh, I know. Especially, I'm saying, things like football games. I've had almost all of my negative rep from playing those. Because when you lose a game, it will go up to a page where it will be like, quit game or leave feedback and if someone's lost they're just hitting that going to negative feedback I think we should conclude with though that EA's been absolutely badgered to get some sort of 5v5 or even 2v2 where people are on separate 360 consoles so they're going in the right direction it's just how it's going to actually work online and whether we can get enough friends and people on FIFA instead of Pro Evolution Soccer yeah you've got to commend them for trying and you know if it works out it works out but doubtful now, one game that's absolutely stormed reviewers is Bioshock, scoring 10 out of 10s, well above 9 out of 10 in most reviews. So, Bioshock, why is it so impressive? 
I think it's just something different, really. I mean, it's it's not the same old first-person shooter where you just go around, you shoot enemies, you get to the end, you beat the game, and then you put it on the side and you never play again. There's just so much that you can do in it, um, and so many different ways that you can go about things. I just think that that's what's appealed to people, and you know what's given it the good review scores. So you say, Scott, the varied things you can do in it, but there's no actual online, is there? So what is the single play that really pushes you on to play and play? I mean, it, it just, you know, you've got, like, little attention to detail in it. Like, you know, you set the, the enemies on fire using the incinerate plasmid. They run for the water. Um, and then as soon as they get to the water, you, you use the electro bolt and, and shock them, you know. It's just a little attention to details like that that, that I think, you know... People have really enjoyed it. It's really sort of fresh, I suppose, as well. Well, that's it. That's what's really got me, you know. The environment is so lush and detailed, and it's just amazing to walk around and just look around. It's, it's really well done. Yeah, I just, I think it is the most beautiful game I've seen in an awfully long time. The style of it is stunning. The kind of, the mix of modern kind of environment and the, the technology used is very new, with the kind of... <laughs> 19 early 1900s kind of art deco-ish style it looks absolutely beautiful and i think considering soon we're going to be having halo which isn't the most beautiful of games gta it's a nice refreshing game that actually takes time to have a style and marry it with an extremely powerful console or pc yeah. of course they've, they've totally nailed down the era perfectly in it. it yeah yeah definitely it's a game that makes you think as well, you know, it's not, like I said, you know, just the first person shooter where you run and you shoot everybody out and you just carry on, you know. You have to think, you have to think, do I, you know, go in all guns blazing, do I hold back a little bit, do I, you know, send in a security bot or something like that. And you've also got to think about, you know, which plasmids you use, which, you know, bullets you use, and all that kind of stuff. It's a game that really treats you like you're an intelligent gamer. Yeah. which is so refreshing at the moment as well. Yeah. It's also quite... It has quite a creepy thriller edge to it. Very much with... Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler because it's, it's very much in demo early on. The woman with the, the kind of push pram. Oh, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. I was I, fooled by that the first time around. I thought, it was you... the, I thought it was the family I was meant to be looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you walk around you see the shadow cast yeah and you you're picking up as well kind of reminds me of um you know in fear you had the answering machines and you heard wee snippets of like when the areas were active and everything kind of going downhill and you're getting the same with that when you're picking up diaries and uh, like yeah. audio clips it's, do you not find this... there's too many though I mean I've the part where I'm at is quite early in the game it's no spoiler again it's the medical part um, and I've just, when I played it last night, I picked up about five diaries in the space of two minutes. So there's just so much, so many diaries, so much hacking. I'm actually beginning to find it a little tedious. You don't have to listen to the diaries, though, do you? Well, that's no, the thing. I think with the diaries, I think it really provides just an additional backstory to the world that you're exploring. And it does a good job of, you know, telling what this place was like before, when and now, you know, it, it's, yeah, I like it. It's a good addition. So yeah, can't remember you frustrating yourself on things you don't actually have to do. <laughs> True, but I want to see everything. I mean, I'm a player that just goes into every corner, every dungeon, every part of the level, just to see what's there. And it's just, it seems sometimes that there's too much and then too little in the game. Even though I'm not very far in, it's just 
doesn't seem balanced enough, maybe. I, well, I think regarding the diaries is that there's alternate endings, so it rewards multiple playthroughs. So on one playthrough, you'd listen to a load of diaries, and then the next playthrough, listen to some that you've missed, and then the what? playthrough after, like, ones that you're going to have to go out and find. So did any of you have any, like, moral dilemmas when it came to um, either saving or harvesting the Little Sisters? Well, I, 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 I haven't played all that much of it just yet, so I haven't right. got to that point, but it is, you know, one of those things that a lot of people are, are discussing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite funny, actually, because, you know... <laughs> It's, I don't know, it's, it's odd. <laughs> so what about you? Did you harvest or save? I saved them, and um, then I harvest one, and then I found out there's an achievement for saving them all, if you do them all, and now I'm, I'm a bit gutted, because I'm going to have to play through it again to save them all. How awful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> one of the best games of this year, and it's got to play through it again. Oh. I know, it's, it's dire. Unlucky. <laughs> well, we'll move on from Bioshock 2, what we've been waiting for for quite a while. <laughs> Xbox 360 UK price drop has been announced and now the prices have come into effect in most places so let's just round up what the prices are if you're an after an Xbox 360 core system you'll be looking to pay 179.99 a premium 249.99 and the new Xbox 360 Elite 299.99 so is it too little too late or is this perfect timing to combat Sony and maybe even the Wii I don't think they may be com- combating Sony because I think as it stands at the moment Sony are not even in this race you know that's not me trying to sound you know like a, a fanboy or anything but you just look at the sales figures and they're so far behind that you, you have to think how long is it going to take them to get back in it? But I think, you know, 179.99 is the same price as a Wii. Admittedly, you know, it's the core <laughs> console. It's the one that doesn't appeal to many people. But if, you know, you're looking at maybe a parent buying one for a child at Christmas, they might think, oh, 179.99 for an Xbox 360. You know, they might think, oh, it's the same price as a Wii. I could buy that as well, or, you know, instead of a Wii. And if there any... Sorry, finally, finally, it comes with like a memory card as well, which the core hadn't done in the past, which is such a wise move, I think. The core comes with a memory card now, does it? Yeah. Does it? Oh, that's good. That's that's yeah. a good move, I admit. Yeah. I am quite surprised that um, the elite has dropped in price as well. Actually, I mean now it's uh, three hundred pounds, and it's quite interesting that it dropped just this time of year because I've seen in the last few weeks I've seen quite a few PS3 offers for roughly around 325 without any games. So it's quite interesting that they appear to be seeing Sony as a threat after all. That's my opinion anyway, that they combated it with dropping the prices. I don't really think it's to combat anything. I'm, I think I'm in the minority here. And about a month Halo 3 comes out, and they're going to have a flood of people suddenly looking at this console as a viable console to have. Yeah. Halo 3 is going to be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> then again, that's where they can make their money. I mean, I can see Halo 3 packages going for, you know, 300 and more pounds because everyone will want to buy Halo 3. Everyone will want to have a 360. So I'm not too sure whether this price drop is actually related to that. I think, you know, they were going to sell consoles anyway for, you know, if the premium was still 280 pounds and the Elite was still 320 or whatever it was recommended at first you know i think they were still going to sell consoles so i do think they are looking at trying to be the number one console again this christmas ahead of the wii and obviously ahead of the ps3 it's just adding on to what's 
an extremely aggressive strategy for the end of this year. They've got Bioshock, they've got Halo 3 Price Drop, they've got they've got the Halo 3 console, they've got the Elite Skew. It's just adding on to Microsoft really attacking the industry quite in quite a, an aggressive manner. Surprising, yeah, is um, how long it's taken for them to get a release out as well, a price drop. You know, it's been out since, what, 2005 now, so it, it's a good have, while. Have they needed one, though? Well, that's it. You know, I think it would have helped them a lot more, considering now the Wii's overtaken it in worldwide sales. I think they would have benefited a lot more from it. I think they kind of wasted that, that, that year head start they had. I don't think it did. I think it, it made a pretty good start, um, you know, but obviously the Wii's doing so well now, and, you know, it's it's probably within touching distance of, of going ahead now in terms of sales, but, you know, that's simply because it's something that a lot of people have wanted, a lot of people have been looking at, you know, families are buying it, and it's obviously so cheap as well. Yeah, I don't think you can really equate the fact that they're second in the console race to them wasting the first year, because the Wii's success was out of the blue, and it's been unlike anything we've seen in the console industry so far. So it isn't really, really Microsoft's fault. Do you really yeah, think it think, was out of the blue? I do think I do think it was, actually, yeah. I think it even took Nintendo by surprise. Yeah, I, I, I've got to agree. I, I think it took a lot of people by surprise at how well the Wii did. You know, you look at the, the GameCube, and, you know, that was a complete and utter bomb, really, in terms of sales. And then, uh, okay, they've, they've come up with something that's pretty much completely new, and they've done so well of it, which is quite surprising, um, considering some of the uh, innovations that Nintendo have had that have been complete and utter rubbish. So, so Nintendo's certainly got an advantage, but uh, going a little bit back to E3, was that the most dreadful Nintendo presentation you've seen after the previous year, which was absolutely <laughs> superb? Yeah, I, yeah, I never bothered yeah. watching it. I, I went and watched the um, the Microsoft one and the, the Sony one, and they, those were both pretty good. But you know, from what I read um, about Nintendo's, it was just all figures and and sales figures and money and stuff like it, that. And it, it's like, it know, was pretty dire. Yeah, you know, you, they they had like Metroid coming out and without now in, in America, right, or, or very soon. Yeah, it and. I think. And you've got Mario Galaxy and that, and these games have hardly got shown at all. Wii Fit and DS were your, you, were your main focus, and it was a bit hard watching all these people just like trying this Wii Fit thing out, and it's like, what, what, what is this? You know, <laughs> when when like 360 and um, Sony had this amazing lineup, and they were showing games, and it's yeah, it was a bit odd. It was sitting on their laurels. They know that no matter what they do, the people that are buying the Wii are not watching an E3 press conference so they can do whatever they want well that's exactly it you know you'd you'd think this kind of conference would be tailored for those kind of people these these non-gamers so to speak and E3 it's totally not you'd think they'd show the main the hardcore stuff and they just didn't which was a bit surprising well do they have any main hardcore stuff I quite happily argue that that, um, Metroid Prime 3 and Super Mario Galaxy and games like that are really going to appeal to the hardcore gamers out there totally oh yeah definitely I think the main problem was the year previous was just amazing. And then we were sort of hoping for around the same thing. And what did we get? The Wii Zapper. Yeah. Which was a little plastic moulding to put your controller in. And take money out of your wallet. Indeed. What's next? Come on, let's have a conjecture. What do you think will be next? The Wii what? Oh, it could be anything. If Wii Sports 2 coming out, it could be any kind of I think sports you know, add-on. Yeah, you see those like um, Mad Cats and all those kind of stuff. They've got their <laughs> sports uh, 
holding things where you, you put it in and it, it makes the shape of a golf club as if holding yeah, the weed they're, they're totally pointless aren't they anyway. <laughs> apparently they sell quite well though I know that's, yeah, that's I, surprising I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo bring out official ones of those but yeah if we Wii Sports 2 is to happen it, it should totally be online oh, oh online uh, you know with a couple of mates would be fantastic mm. So moving back to the Xbox 360, the UK price drop certainly got a lot more excitement into the Xbox 360 again. But the red ring of death is certainly uh, causing a few ripples on the internet as it's something that consistently raises eyebrows for 360 users and potentially is putting people off as well. So probably we all know someone who's had that problem, do we, John? Well, actually... The only people I know who own a 360 are myself and my girlfriend, and we've both been lucky not to have it. Ah, so, nothing that's a good yet. start then. So, Scott? No, I, I'm, I'm fine. I know one person that has, he's had a, a couple consoles have a red ring of death. Um, but I personally, touch wood, haven't had it as of I've, yet. I, I have experienced the red ring of death. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it's quite pain as well, having to send it back and box it. it, it I can understand why people are off-putted by it, because it really is an ugly process to go through. How long did it, it take, all in all? It took about a week and a half, but I know, I know someone personally who's had... It took them six weeks to get them 360 back to them, which is just... <laughs> obviously, that's out of the ordinary, but it, that's still absurd. I know someone who's had all all replacements. That's I wouldn't quite say that's out of the ordinary anymore because from what I heard from people that have sent theirs off in the last sort of three, four months, they are now telling them that it is going to take 25 working days, which is five weeks. Oh, that is, just that is a long ridiculous. time. That's a long time to be without a 360. Is the problem as widespread as, as some people seem to make out? Because, I mean, I read in um, Edge recently in a recent issue that, you know, there was a, a company that uh, I think they repair consoles and PCs and all that, and they said, oh, yes. you know, Sony and Nintendo both have similar problems. It's just not as well documented. I mean, I, like mm. I said, I know one know one person who's had the problem of the Red Ring of Death personally, and you know, I, I know about probably about ten people um, that own Xbox 360 consoles. I think it kind of varies very much, so because like myself, most of my friends have had the Red Ring of Death, and you know, that's a good yeah. like. 15 consoles and it's happened more than once with some guys you know it's yeah I think it is widespread I, I, I do I mean, think that they need to um, sort of consider you know completely redesigning the inside of the console because obviously it is damaging the reputation of the console which I mean as we all own one we all know you know how good it is and, and how good it you know the games are on it but they really do need to sort it out because you know, the, their reputation is being destroyed by it completely to well, people that it. don't play games and that, so they really need to sort it as far as I'm concerned, even if I haven't I had problems proof, myself, obviously. I think the proof of the pudding is, like, the fact that Microsoft turned around and said, yeah, okay, three-year warranty if you get three red lights. Yeah. That is proof that it, it's widespread and it's happening a lot. So, on to positive Xbox 360-ness-ness-ness is a Halo 3 Xbox brief. <laughs> <laughs> put my teeth in this evening <laughs> Xbox 360 priced and dated so we can get an Xbox 360 Halo 3 edition console and with HDMI now is that something to get excited about no, it's it, only it, got a 20 gigabyte hard disk so no it's, it's, it's a rip off um, 
you know, you're looking at £280 for what is essentially basically just a console with different colours on it and a HDMI port. I mean, you know, it's got a HDMI port and it doesn't come with a HDMI cable, which is just bizarre to me. Um, it doesn't come with a copy of the game, which is even worse. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. if, if you're really looking to to spend £280 on the console, you're probably going to think, oh, well, if I get £20 more, I can get the Elite, which has a 120-gig hard drive. So, you know, you're just thinking, you know, is this probably just going to be for the, the Halo fanatics who don't yet have an Xbox 360? But then yeah. again, think of the amount of Halo fanatics. I mean, look at how many people still play Halo 2. And about half of those, I guess, haven't even got a 360 yet. So I say, I'd say there's a big market out there. I just think it's a really missed opportunity that they haven't packed the game in with it. Really yeah, I, I, that, that was just... When, when I was, you know, going through the press releases and that, and, you know, you're looking at the stuff that's included and you think, well, where's, where's the game? You know, it's coming out on the same day. Yeah, you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really, not, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it doesn't include the game. That's just bizarre to me. I wonder, though, if game shops will be in the case of oh you're pre-ordering you know a console and you want and it's in the day the halo fee is coming out no you're wanting this and we'll like an official bundle together yeah i, th- I think oh yeah you'll get the bundles well, yeah. and another thing is um i don't know about you but i think the console's really ugly do <laughs> <laughs> you think i actually quite like it I, I if it wasn't for the fact that it didn't have the cable or was just overpriced i would have probably bought it I don't know, they've modelled it after the kind of military aspect of Halo 3, haven't they? Because it's all very oh, yeah. military green. And... It, it's very loyal to the series, but I just think it's, it's yeah, aesthetically pleasing is not, not, not at all. Well, yeah, I agree, because it's like, where, since when did military green look, you know, very good and high-tech and slick? Yeah, it's not something you want in your living room, is it, really? It's, it's oh, not no. going to look great in your living room, really, is it, to be honest? <laughs> Back onto price drops, or shall I say lack of, Sony's announced that there'll be no PS3 price drop in Europe. However, in saying that, retail prices of the PS3 are much less than what is the retail price suggested by Sony. So what sort of prices have we been seeing? I think it was on Play, they had, they have like deals that are £350 and sometimes they come with a couple games. So. And this is yeah. something we don't see with other consoles, is it? It's just the PS3, which is a little odd. Yeah, I, I think it's because, you know, a lot of these uh, retail outlets are, they've got all these consoles in and they just don't seem to be selling. So, you know, I think they're thinking, well, if we go for our own price and then, you know, sell it off of a couple of games, then we can get rid of stock and, you know, and that kind of stuff. And what really hurt when they did announce a price drop for the US, it was only for the <laughs> 60 gigabyte yeah, model and it's because we're phasing it out. Right. Yep. So, um, in, yeah, in all honesty, there was no price drop at all, really, was not there? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that they're shooting themselves in the foot sometimes, just, you know, with the, the clearance sellers has been described, and the lack of a PS3 Europe price drop, and, you know, it's just, people are, you know, you go up to the average person on the street and say, why wouldn't you buy a PS3, and the majority of them will come back to you and say it's because of the price. But yeah, I think they do need one, and I'd be super surprised if they didn't do one before Christmas, because they really, it really help them out. Will it, though? I mean, they're up against Wii and a Halo 3-driven Xbox 360, does the PSD stand a chance this Christmas? To have a chance, they're going to need to drop it down by at least £100, I think. They're also going to need yeah. games. Well, that's yeah, it. Yeah, the lineup. What, what big game has the, uh, the PS3 got this Christmas? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm stumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hayes. Hayes and Unreal Tournament 3. That's about the only sort of exclusives, and they're not even exclusives, that are coming to the PS3 this Christmas. I suppose they're really getting exposure. 
There's probably another one, I just can't remember what it is. Uh, is it yeah. Warhawk hitting this Christmas? Yeah, that's, but... that's not been getting that great reviews, really. No. Sure. Do you think it's having an appeal for people who want Blu-ray playback for movies? Definitely, yeah. Well, it's, it's a cheap Blu-ray player. Yeah, but didn't they show that... I, see, I seem to remember reading on a rival gaming site take on some monster. They seem to say it was like a certain figure of people didn't know about the Blu-ray capability of the... Yeah, I read about PS3. that as well. Yeah, I think the average person on the street simply doesn't know what HD DVD and Blu-ray are. I think that's probably where their issue might be in regards to the whole um, cheap Blu-ray player uh, statement is. Wasn't there a similar I... statistic about Xbox Live, though, and lots of Xbox 360 users not knowing what Xbox Live was? Mm, definitely. There was, wasn't there? Wasn't there? Yeah. Um, well, I find I... that really hard fifth, as well. I agree with you not um, that many people don't know what the difference is or what each is. But I find if you ask mo- a variety of people, most will tell you that they've heard of HD DVD before. But if you ask them about Blu-ray, they just turn around and say, never heard of it. Yeah, I think this is one of the reasons why HD DVD might you know, come back into the whole DVD format wars. Because you know, if you go to someone on the street and you ask them, whether they buy a HD DVD player or they buy a Blu-ray player, most are going to think, well, you know, I have a DVD player and obviously HD DVD is probably the next step up from that, but they probably don't know what Blu-ray is. Yeah, it's just the familiarity of the name, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but don't you haven't, wasn't it Walmart on so pushing Blu-ray more strongly than HD DVD? In terms of actual space out on the market, Blu-ray are edging ahead. Yeah. And again, with um, Blockbuster in the US choosing Blu-ray exclusively as well. Although Paramount do now HD DVD. Yes, Paramount have gone exclusive to HD DVD, which brings along DreamWorks and a few other little studios with it. So things like Transformers will be exclusive to HD DVD. How about that? Uh, it's it's just dragging out the war longer than it needs to be, really. Uh, wasn't um, Paramount paid something like $150 million to go exclusive to HD DVD? It was certainly rumoured, but I don't think we've got anything concrete yet. But there are probably incentives involved, but uh, Paramount did actually release a statement why they went to HD DVD, and reading that, they've certainly got some interesting points that it's worth checking up on. Right. So if you've got things like your manufacturing costs of the discs... Uh, the technology's already proven. It's sort of DVD gone to HD DVD, and so they know h- how to do things with it, the coding and whatnot. The interactivity's been there from day one. It's a standard Blu-ray still waiting for a, a standard it can use w- universally on all the players. Then there's internet connectivity, and I think the surprise one where HD DVD might come forward is microtransactions like we see on things like Marketplace on the Xbox 360. There's going to be that ability on HD DVD discs. Really? What, what use would you have with that, though? It, you know, could you just, you know, like buy a standard edition of a DVD a, a, as opposed to, like, a limited edition that we see and, you know, maybe download some of the limited edition things that you get? I guess that would be one good example. I mean, if, if you take the Matrix trilogy for example this is not the case but they could have done i suppose have the trilogy released and then you be able to if you want download the animatrix so it has quite a lot of applications i know with marketplace how successful that's been and that's coming to the uk don't forget at the end of this year so it's hd dvd still got a lot of promise the war's still very much in swing but uh, this move may even tempt somebody who was neutral warner they may go exclusive to one format or the other now 
it's uh, throwing it all up in there because it was only a week ago I thought I'm going to start recommending Blu-ray to people and I was seriously thinking of buying a Blu-ray player or a PS3 yeah. myself but that's been totally thrown out the window now. Isn't Mr. Spielberg um, reportedly very, very unhappy with this? He's excluded from the deal. So any movies oh, directed right. by Spielberg, not produced, so that doesn't include Transformers, but directed, it doesn't include it in the deal. So yes, that is an exemption. And also, Michael Bay, director of Transformers, caused a bit of a stink when he went off on one a bit. <laughs> and apparently he had what? a few Blu-ray people over at his house. And uh, they convinced him it should be on Blu-ray as well, so he had a bit of a rant, but then he retracted his statement and then decided it's okay. I, like, I see why they've done this. So That's all good. <laughs> but it's been an interesting few days if you've been following high-definition movie formats. Just thinking, um, like people like Disney and there's other formats who are <clears throat> Blu-ray exclusive, I can't see them coming over to HD anytime soon, mainly because of the uh, region encoding. Ah, but Disney are on the video marketplace yeah. now. Really? Would but yeah, the, um, that staggering amount of their films went up around yeah, E3 time. Yeah, a lot of their, their old movies, and I think um, their Buena Vista movies are, are on the video marketplace as well. Mm. So, think, um, it isn't over yet. <laughs> there's Hard no Ford. actual um, Disney animation film on there, is there? Yeah, is there's, anyone... there's mm-hmm. a lot of old Disney animation movies. Right. Is anyone actually tempted to download videos from video marketplace? Yes. Yes. Why? Because it's a nice way to rent movies, although we'll probably have to all buy 120 gig hard drives or the Elite to be able to make yeah. the most of it. I'm, I'm tempted now that I'm, you know, I have a HD TV, but um, you know, my worry is that I'm going to have to start thinking about buying the the 120 gig hard drive, and just for 120 pounds, that's a hell of a lot of money for a hard drive. Buy the Such HD DVD price. add-on would be the answer to that, and then but get Transformers not... on HD DVD. It's exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't actually be too surprised if they would bundle that because that way they would sell quite a bit I'd say well Shrek 3 is also going to be an exclusive to the format but I'm not sure how many people are going to want Shrek 3 no <laughs> it wasn't that amazing was it no but I'm saying that um, King Kong wasn't the best bundle was it really to be fair it, was, it showed off picture quality but that's as far as it went really 